Hi, this is Pastor Brittany Isaac from Urban Village Church, Chicago. We are a church that is bold, inclusive, and relevant. I know that many of you out there are hungry for a gospel message of healing and wholeness, a message that leads to a life transformed by Christ. I hope that this podcast does just that. And if it does, would you please consider making a financial gift that will support this gospel-inclusive ministry? You could do that by going to urbanvillagechurch.org forward slash give. Thanks so much and have a blessed day. Our reading this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 through 9. God speaks of hope to God's people who were forced out of their homes and enslaved in a new land after watching their place of worship and their livelihoods destroyed by their captors. The people don't know if or when they will return to their home or if they will be able to rebuild their place of worship. In the uncertainty, hear what God says to the people. But here is my servant, the one I uphold, my chosen who brings me delight. I've put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. He won't cry out or shout aloud or make his voice heard in public. He won't break a bruise reed. He won't extinguish a faint wick, but he will surely bring justice. He won't be extinguished or broken until he has established justice in the land. The coastlands await his teaching. God the Lord says, the one who created the heavens, the one who stretched them out, the one who spread out the earth and its offspring, the one who gave breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you for a good reason. I will grasp your hand and guard you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the nations to open the blind eye, to lead the prisoners from prison and those who sit in darkness from the dungeon. I am the Lord. That is my name. I don't hand out my glory to others or my praise to idols. The things announced in the past, look, they've already happened. Before they even appear, I tell you about them. The word of God for the people of God. Good morning. I am Erin James Brown. I used to, my pronouns are she, her, and hers. I used to serve as the director of discipleship for Urban Village Church, all four sites, but I've been kind of going around to some people this morning saying, this is my first Sunday, uh, because this is actually my first Sunday serving as the interim pastor at UVC Edgewater this morning. Uh, thank you for your blessings. It amazes me that we are a community. It is not me who makes church happen. It is all of us working together. So there were people showing up with balloons, blowing them up outside, people showing up, bringing bread and setting the table, people showing up to project slides. And I am so thankful to all of you because you make this community happen. And now I'm going to say a few words. So, will you pray with me? Gracious God, who takes great pride in this congregation, may the words of my mouth and the meditations that, I've been, that have been on my heart this whole week be pleasing to you in this time. 
continue to use us, God, as a community to go out into the world, to tell the world and the city of Chicago that your love is real, God that you are not finished with creation yet, but just as the baby Emmas and the young children in our community continue to grow, we know and we see that you are not finished with this world yet, that you continue to be at work in us and in our community. And so we give this time to you. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our text this morning comes from Isaiah who is a prophet, speaking helpful and kind of harsh words to the people who are found themselves in exile. And you remember the story of the people of God, right? A a quick refresher in case you don't. Uh, God's people were enslaved in Egypt and God freed them into the promised land. And then God's people were running amok and treating each other poorly. So God sent judges to offer clarity and righteousness to the people. And then God's people really wanted a king. So Jesus, uh, so God's got their back and offered uh, kings to help them rule. You remember David and Saul and Solomon to rule with righteousness and hope. But then destruction came. A fierce outside army, the Babylonians, decimated the city, the promised land where they lived, the Jerusalem, including their place of worship, the temple. And the city was burnt to the ground. And then some of the people were enslaved, carried off to a foreign land where they were forced into labor in an inhumane country. This is the history of God's people. This is the story of God's people. And today's passage comes from the prophet Isaiah, who speaks to these enslaved people, calling them to remember, don't forget that your ancestors, the people of God, were provided for in the past. Isaiah also infuses hope in a time when everything seems bleak, like in today's passage. And Isaiah reminds the people that God always makes a way in the wilderness, and God will do it again. Isaiah reminds the people, kind of like Beyonce and Jay-Z reminded us this week, I can't believe we made it. This is what we thankful. If you haven't seen the Beyonce, Jay-Z video, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but go get it right after this. So here in Isaiah, the prophet describes an individual in whom God is well pleased, who will fight for justice, not in like an all caps kind of way, not in a tweeting all day kind of way or going on the CNN, MSNBC or Fox kind of way, but in a subtle way of creating community for those who are not usually the life of the party. One creating community for the, sh- the socially awkward and the outcast and the unwanted because it is God who created the heavens and the earth and the dust of stars found in the tiniest molecules. God does not discriminate who receives the power and of the inflated lungs and the powerful breath of life. No, this passage tells us that God takes the hand of the vulnerable like a parent, guiding a child as they stumble down the street. God guides the people, you and me and the most vulnerable among us, God guides us not only to freedom, but then God encourages us to become beacons of light. Those carrying the torch in the darkness to show others, guiding them to freedom. Because we have been guarded and guided by God, 
We have the inspiration and the power to set captives free and guide others from moments of darkness and despair. Because God doesn't just love and care for us, but God's love stretches to include the whole wide world in God's hands. And this happens, the text says, through one person. And many Christians interpret this passage looking back later as the prophet spoke to the people whom Isaiah describes as Jesus, the one blessed by the Holy Spirit at his baptism, the one in whom God is well pleased. The synagogue was full of straight stocks. Yes, that's a pun intended, straight stocks, but <laughs> the text talks about stocks that stand up straight, the people who act the right way. And there was enough room in faith communities for those people who seemed to have it all together with their lights shining bright. And so Jesus was astonishingly unconcerned with those who could fit into other faith communities. Jesus was more concerned with those stocks that found themselves bent or those who were like burning wicks of creation. I went to school in West Texas uh, which is not a great place to go to school, <laughs> but I survived. I remember, though, in West Texas, the beautiful sky that stretches out before you and the amber waves of grain in the fields as you drive through. And for those of you who didn't grow up around farmland or don't know much about the Industrial Revolution, there's this thing called a combine, this big, muscly machine that whirls and spins with great efficiency, going through and gobbling up all the grain, all of those stalks that stand up straight. And the combine works really hard to collect as many and as much of the grain as it possibly can. However, for all of its efficiency, the combine cannot collect the stalks that are already bent, those that seem weak and close to the ground. The combine, sometimes in its coveted process, also breaks off stocks and pushes them over so that they fall as quickly as possible. In fact, the combine leaves behind many broken stocks in its wake. The church of Jesus Christ can be a lot like a combine. Going through with efficiency, picking up all of those stocks that stand up straight. But what about the stocks that are already broken and beat down? What about the stocks that it leaves in its wake, that it tears across the land? Jesus calls us to see those broken and bent stocks, those dimly burning wicks, and offer care, going by and gleaning and picking up. It's not the most efficient way, but it is the best way to understand that those broken stocks have value as well. And while Isaiah describes an individual who cares for the bruised and the broken, we are the church. We are the community Jesus charged with caring for a world and keeping the legacy of love and mercy and justice going. Therefore, Isaiah's passage is not just about uh, the one who would come, the Jesus, the Messiah, but this passage is also about us. We are the ones called to seek out the bruised and the broken and to say, God loves you. God is proud of you. God's kingdom is coming. God's kingdom is here and now. God's kingdom is for you and it is a party and God wants you there. And so we are building a community here 
at Urban Village Church Edgewater. You all have been building this community, and I now get to be a part of it. But we're building this community together, fashioned after what God wants for this world. So those who were denied access to God in the past, that was wrong. We are here as a community to say to those who are broken stocks and dimly burning wicks, God loves you. God is here to bind up the brokenhearted and say, you will no longer be objectified or sexualized or scandalized by your body or your presentation or who you love. God says, you are beautiful. God says, I made you in my image and I am beautiful and I made you in my image. Beauty. So today, I don't know if you've noticed by the rainbows everywhere or the excitement in the air or the like crops tops and the guns out, suns out kind of vibe we got going this morning, but today is kind of a big deal. It's Pride Sunday in the city of Chicago. An urban village church marches in the Pride Parade every year since its inception. And we do this every year, not because it's one heck of a party, but it is, but we do this because the Spirit compels us to do so. It is one of the best times to say the message of hate and the rejection and the forcing of you into silence and conformity from churches in the past, that was wrong. God is proud of you. It is so important that we do this because, because I don't know if you know this, friends, but the messages of hate are so loud and the rhetoric of shame is so pervasive and the threat of life when you're dancing with your bae in the queer club on Latin night, the threat of life is real. And so we have to be louder. We have to love harder and run or maybe rollerblade or sashay this way to tell others you are loved. And you are welcome here. You are wanted here. You are created in the beautiful image of the God who is beautiful. And so we march to tell those bruised and dimly burning that they should be proud too, that they are like fireworks in whom God is well pleased. And so it's not too late. I ran into Shirley this morning. Shirley is going to be joining us in the Pride Parade. She didn't sign up, but she's coming anyway. And that's because we're so inclusive. You can show up today. I got some sunscreen. We got bottles of water. We're ready. We will march and run and sweat and shout for joy because the world needs to hear what we found in God. That we found God who has good news for the poor, who releases the prisoners and restores sight to the blind, who liberates the oppressed and says to them, God takes great delight in you. You are so dearly loved. And the Pride Parade is not just a one-day event where we share the good news of God. No, as, as Isaiah instructs, we should be ready and listening for the Spirit's call to move so that we can run and dialogue and share at any given moment. We should be ready to take this longer view of history to know that God is not finished yet, but that God's love needs to keep stretching from sea to shining sea and even beyond the seas, from heaven to earth to include more and more people in God's kingdom because the reality is the messages of hate and anti-queer and anti-black are so pervasive and so loud 
that we need to be proclaiming the good news of God more than just one party-filled, party-full parade day. (laughs) We need to be sharing the forgiving mercy and inclusive justice and radical love of God because, friends, lives depend on it. Because Hope will not share herself, but she needs a messenger out there to say that God's love is real. God is not finished yet. That despite what you've heard in the past, God is proud of you and God loves you. God wants you to be your whole self, not broken and bruised and dimly burning, but like a flame in the world, reclaimed and restored to wholeness, bright and shining like the 4th of July. We need to be ready to listen to the spirit, which blows pretty loudly here in the Windy City to proclaim to a large crowd on days like today that God loves you, and then also be ready to proclaim to people one-on-one, to be ready to say, the state of the union is in shambles. And despite all evidence to the contrary, our beautiful God of creation loves you and thinks you are beautiful. Our God creates in God's image all of creation. And God sees fatness in a crop top and says, mm, that is glorious. God sees a man in four-inch black heels and said, you slay, honey. God sees the young and insecure youth and says, you are wonderfully made. So like Isaiah, we are reminding people of the God who cares for the broken and the brokenhearted, that our community is a place where LGBTQ+, more letters at the end, our, place, our community is a place where the underemployed and those who are separated from the, their families and those seeking asylum are loved by God. We are ready to grasp the hand of those in need, ready to live in covenant that those, with those who feel unwelcomed. Which, living in covenant, covenant simply means getting our lives mixed up together. Because by doing so, we proclaim the truth that the Almighty God is good, and then we send forth others to move and speak and live the love of God they found for the whole world to see. Will you pray with me? God, there are people in our city, people in surrounding neighborhoods who do not feel proud, who have been taught to be ashamed of who they are, and you, God, do not delight in their grief and suffering over who they are and who they were created to be. And so, God, we pray that you give our feet and our legs endurance Give our voices and our vocal cords uh, loudness. And give our hands tenderness to share with others that they are dearly loved. That you, God, are proud of the creation you have made. And so we offer ourselves up to you. May we share your love boldly and proudly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.